Hi, and welcome to episode 251 of No Crying in Baseball, the Go New Guy episode. My name's Patty, and I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth again. Yay, Patty Mouth is back. Hi. Hey, I, I totally appreciate your smiling face uh, and your never-ending optimism at times like this. It's, it's my inner Ted Lasso. That's so good. I really appreciate that. <laughs> and you have your baseball is fun shirt. That's I right. I love that. It's thematic. It's thematic. Um, we're go new guying because um, trade deadline just happened. And last year at this time, all of a sudden, the um, notifications on my phone would be from guys' names I didn't recognize. So I didn't know if it was my team that was in the lead or not. And that's actually happening already. Um, oh, really? I'm getting notifications of like so-and-so just singled and, you know, so-and-so score. I'm like, I don't know who you are. Oh, Okay. Okay, we're winning or or we're not. So go, new guy. Yeah, I feel like I'm not winning, but I just I, I do want to compliment you and West Coast correspondent for filling in last week. We did a a zoom up and back to Boston, and there was no way that recording would happen if it, unless it would be in the car and then. That would just be messy Wi-Fi and stuff. Yeah, big thank you to Deborah. We love it when you sit in. Thanks for always being there for us. You are a joy. Great job. Great job. But I did I did go to Boston. I did not go to Fenway Park, although it was really weird because the Red Sox were in town. Ooh. And we were we went to um, see Shakespeare on the Commons on Boston Common and there was it was so close in a way it's to right Fenway. There. It's just right there. It's right there. And yeah. I was so tempted, but at the same time, you know, all this stuff was going down, so I not not quite that tempted. Not quite that tempted. I, I feel like you did something sort of baseball adjacent, though. So this is where so last time that we I was on air with you, we were talking about, or I was talking mostly about how much I adore Big Poppy because, well, not just because, but you know, honoring him with the Hall of Fame, reflecting on his amazing career, and one thing that Big Poppy chose to do. After the Hall of Fame celebration. Order of events is very, very key here. <laughs> yes. Was to kick off his uh, cannabis line for sale. So as you may or may not know, cannabis is completely legal in Massachusetts. You can just go into the store and buy cannabis. And David Ortiz has kicked off his own uh, sweet sluggers. So he has two strains of Sweet Sluggers. You can get a three-pack that comes complete with, with Big Poppy matches. Or you can get a single strain of Bootylicious. I, I think that's, you know, not on purpose for him. It's just the name of the strain. But the, the cool thing about it, I mean, is that Big Poppy is personally involved in this business. And he's personally involved because his last year of playing, when he was over 40, I believe, um, he played through an immense amount of pain. And yes, cannabis wasn't legal at the time in Massachusetts, but he's alluding to the fact that it helped him through that pain, which is a shitload better than getting addicted to a bunch of opioids, honestly. And so he says, and I quote, flower has power, the power to heal. I work with my partners to carefully select flower that will produce the potency and effect I have always been expected to deliver. I always keep poppy pre-rolls on hand to get through my day, and I am proud to share them with you. He definitely had some big people on this, and it's like his silhouette. Big poppy and his big people. Totally. Yeah. And, well, and he also talks about how he picks, like he goes in there and picks the stuff, the, the leaf, the flower. He does not pick the leaves. He might might select the, the strain, but he doesn't pick. He's, you're talking like he's a farmer. It, 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 that's Is what he he's harvesting? saying. That's what he's, he's saying. Harvesting? That he's actually helping. I mean, I'm sure he's not the only one harvesting, but he's helping with the harvest. <laughs> 
He really is hands-on in this operation. Yeah. So I I think we'll put the link in the notes. Poppycan.com. That's double N because it's cannabis, but poppy can. Poppy can do anything, apparently, is what this comes down to. We are drinking something delicious. What the heck is this? I want it. I want more of this. This is very good. And we, you know that the, us here at No Crying in Baseball, we really uh, advocate buying local. So buy your local beer, buy your local alcohol in this case. We're drinking Sagamore Spirit Rye, Black-Eyed Rye, Rye, <laughs> there's so many ryes in there. Rye whiskey. <laughs> why, oh, why are we drinking the rye? <laughs> Because it's yummy. Rye whiskey cocktail. This is rye whiskey with blackberry juice, lime juice, and natural ginger flavor. That makes it a health food. Absolutely. This is good for breakfast, folks. So We are big fans of the canned cocktail. And I'm yeah. a big fan of, of the manly drinks, like the, the ryes and the whiskeys and all of that. And, you know, you spank it with a little bit of fruit mm-hmm. and it's summer. Sure. Sure, it's purple. It's really tasty. And, you know, in addition to buying local, you can also go over to your co-host's house where they buy local and just drink their stuff. Cheers. That seems to work very well. Yep. On today's show, baseball is fun for some of us, and for others, there's crying in baseball because it, the trade deadline passed a few days ago, and we've got our reviews. Some are happy, some less so. We've got a couple of non-trade changes to a couple of teams, including a canine. Woohoo! We've got a police blotter with my pal Tim Anderson. We've got international baseball. And we've got a lot of serious shit with cross training with Brittany Greiner. Cheers. Man, that's a lot. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, so for trade reviews, I mean, I. I feel like I got a win. You know, my, my whole scheme of things turns out to be a win. My happiest is, um, you know, more details in a little bit, but Brett Phillips to the O's, ah. just thrilled. I'm so excited. I'm wearing my, I, it's my raised shirt with baseball is fun because they haven't made one yet in O's colors, but you know I'll get one as soon as they do. Um, my m- most disappointing trade was Josh Hader to the Padres. Mm-hmm. I love the Padres, do not at all like Josh Hader, and he doesn't feel like a good fit to me. So, you know, that, that's kind of like my range of happy to sad. You know, my two home teams, I had some really emotionally hard trades, but they make sense in the long haul. So I, I am kind of zen with the whole thing. Um, I think Potty Mouth is a little less zen about some of the activity for the so trade. I am so fucking pissed That's off. That's not zen I at am all. So Can we pissed. go back to the big poppy stuff? Maybe <laughs> right. you should. No, it, I, it's a family show. It is a family not show. Really, but but yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Actually, I'm going to need that after this. The Red Sox basically just did the worst possible thing that they could have. And timeout right there, that's mm-hmm. universally yep. said. I mean, that's not just potty mouth with, like, the heartstrings. This is, like, a bad thing. Yeah. No, I was going through all of the athletic articles. They had the ones where they grade everybody and the Red Sox got a D. They had the superlatives thing and the Red Sox were in a couple of bad superlatives there. And the, the biggest problem they were wishy-washy, right? And and I think the issue the, the Red Sox the Red Sox well, Kyan Bloom. Okay. He they are not in the they and the Giants both didn't fit into the either buy or the sell camp. They were in the well, you know, we probably should sell, but our fans aren't going to go for it, but we can't. We're not totally going into the buy and so they're in this meh. They're just in this meh and the, I think the Red Sox <laughs> fucked up worse. Because they traded Christian Vasquez for no fucking apparent reason. So in exchange for Vasquez came two prospects. I'm sure they're very lovely guys. Emmanuel Valdez in AAA is doing well. He's got a very high average. And he actually, I think, either got a home run or a big old hit in his first time with the Woo Sox. So happy to welcome Emmanuel. And then while you're a Brayu, and I actually I should have looked up that last name because <clears throat> that would be a good connection. Um, he's at the AAA level. But he's an outfielder, 
Valdez is an infielder. The Red Sox have a lot of needs and pitching is a big one and they didn't address that at all. And if you're going to trade away a piece as big as Christian Vasquez, you do what the Nats did and you make sure you're getting a shit ton in return so that your fans and your team don't freak the fuck out, which is exactly what Red Sox fans well, and the team have done. They are still going to freak the fuck out, but they'll get yeah. over it a lot more right. quickly. Yeah. Right. Right, in the long run. And there's it's just no no reason. And not only are we losing his bat, and he had been producing like crazy, um, not only are we losing a catcher, but we're losing the brains of this catcher. This catcher who came up with the Red Sox. He was signed by the Red Sox in 2008. He was up in 2014. He won the fucking World Series with them in 18. That last out and him jumping into uh, stick Chris Sale's arms and kind of, you know, the husky <laughs> husky Christian Vasquez is one of those photos that I don't yeah. know how Chris Sale didn't just snap yeah. in two from that. And he's sad, and the guys are sad, his wife even. Like, look at her tweets. She's got these crying things, and he's going to the Astros. Or he went to the Astros. He's on the Astros. Astros. So there's all those Astros feelings. And yes, Trey Mancini, very happy, you know, doing. we're going to talk about that, I am sure. And the Astros are a really good team in the American League. So if the Red Sox are like going for the championship and want to make it to the World Series, why the fuck would you send your amazing catcher to the team that all they really need is that piece at this point? So makes no sense. And and what really breaks my heart about it is the reaction of of everybody else on the team, and especially Xander Bogarts. And Xander and and Raphael Devers were both told, basically, you guys are safe. You're not going to be traded. Which made them feel okay. How far in advance were they told that? Because like the, all the rumors yeah. were like flying mm-hmm. to almost the last minute about those guys. It was pretty close, but there were, there were statements from both of them close to the deadline that were like, uh, "We're relieved that we're not in that." But it was just those two, and that's I mean, you know, I think back to Big Poppy. It's because those two were named by him. He should have <laughs> said Vasquez too, and and Xander basically said that he doesn't understand how this trade makes our team better. It just makes it worse. And wow. that's what everybody else is saying. And even Pedro Martinez chiming in saying, I don't see what road the Red Sox are taking. This makes no sense. So was this the only move the Red Sox made? No. It was definitely the worst of the bunch, but it doesn't get much better. They sent Diekman, one of the relief pitchers, to the White Sox. He's been doing okay. He's not the worst of the bullpen by any means, but... He's in the bullpen. Like, we need pitchers. And to send a pitcher to the White Sox, and the reason why they had to do that was to get another catcher, who I'll talk about in a moment. And Jay Groom they sent to the Padres, who's another pitcher. So why are they giving – and he's he's a, a prospect pitcher, but a high prospect pitcher. They need pitching in the future. They need pitching in the present. They get rid of two pitchers. They get rid of a catcher. What the fuck do they get? All right. They get. Tommy Pham from the Reds. Now, Tommy Pham was, at in, in the very early days, episode 14, you chose him as a baseball boyfriend. Baseball boyfriends, folks, for anybody who's bearing with my rant as a first-time listener, these are the guys that we talk about in the offseason. We choose them because there's something cool about them, and we explain this in detail. So every time we say baseball boyfriend, if you're interested in that guy, go back into our past episodes because you can learn about him. And Patty had a really good case. You did for Tommy Pham. He had a rough upbringing. He was with a single mom. You know, just the fact he mixed race 
this background, getting into baseball, getting up to the major leagues, huge accomplishment. Unfortunately, fame and fortune has not done well with Tommy Pham since episode 14. He was most recently noted of slapping Jock Peterson because of fantasy football and slandering Mike Trout. So that's not good. There was also an issue when he was with the Padres that he was stabbed in a strip club parking lot. And yes, he was not the, well, I don't know if he was the instigator. It actually said that he went over to the folks who ended up stabbing him because they were messing with his car. So it's it's a little bit fuzzy. He did end up getting stabbed. He was in a strip club parking lot. I, I just don't feel like he's what the Red Sox need. All <laughs> of these things happened long mm-hmm. after I picked him as a boyfriend. So I don't believe Absolutely. I caused it. But this, these were not things that I had to consider at the time when Absolutely. I selected him as a boyfriend. And and technically, he's not a great defender. He's yeah, a he's, mediocre. Like he's he's had his day. He's not at the high of his career. And because of putting him in the outfield, they released Jackie Bradley Jr., another former ba- boyfriend of yours, mm-hmm. who was dy- is a dynamic fielder. He just couldn't get it together at the plate. But even that, he's just so loved by Boston fans because of all the work he's done in Boston. And he and his wife have been super in, involved in the Jimmy Fund and things like that. He has maintained his boyfriend cred through the years. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. My dad is really sad. I broke the news about JBJ to my dad. Oh, no. He would because dad's not on, on online. And he it was he would like have read it in the paper tomorrow, exactly. right? You know, the, the tomorrow after you told him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He was very sad. So, yeah, we get Tommy Fan in the outfield with, you know, Verdugo. So it's oh, just, and, not... and Jaron Duran, that's our outfield. Jaron Duran, who was my boyfriend this year, who I took back, even though he was way too hesitant in getting vaccinated. Alex Verdugo, who is very highly implicated in a, in a sexual assault case from back when he was in the minors. And Tommy Pham, that's the Red Sox outfield. <sighs> Catching is Reese McGuire, who I could have sworn I talked about before. In episode 147, he's in the only the notes that me and Patty see because it was a very full episode, so I bumped him out. And it was when he was arrest- arrested for public masturbation in February of 2020 in a parking lot near the Blue Jays Spring Training Complex. At that time, he was with the Blue Jays organization. I I almost, at the time, I didn't talk about it because I felt bad drawing more attention to it because the I kind of feel like, oh, the poor guy, like spring training, he's sharing a, a whatever apartment. He didn't have any private TMI. I do not want to go farther into his wiser wherefores here. Well, if if you do want to go f- farther, my dear friends out there, there is video of his arrest. Oh, TMZ, Lordy. of course, got video of the arrest. The bizarre part of the video is that I would say about 90% of it is a black screen, and they're saying that the officer's camera malfunctioned. But the very end, you do see him handcuffed. The worst, he just, he's very sheepish, clearly. And the worst statement is when he turned to the officer and said, officer, is this a for sure going to court kind of thing? And yes, and you know, maybe he got off easier because of being oh, a young no, white baseball no, player. No, oh, no, oh, no, oh no. my, double no. <laughs> drink to that fun. Cheers. Right. Oh, we oops, are going to turn oops. into giggly 12-year-olds yeah. anytime now. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that, I mean, there's so much of that. And the other reason why I decided to actually, you know, let you all know is because Red Sox Nation is totally on this. And when I guess he broke up a no-hitter on his first his first game with the Red Sox, 
And the comments on that Twitter feed were just all puns, all puns. And when he when he first got arrested and he played against Atlanta, they played Beat It as his walk-on music. The Atlanta organist is a yeah. national hero. <laughs> yes. National hero. Although sometimes I have to like scratch my head and say, okay, wait, what is the song? Why is it? Oh, yeah. that's why it's a good one. Yeah. Really good. Like they had the whole lineup there from that day and across the board. Yes. Fine yeah. stuff. Fine stuff. Yeah. So to round this all out is Eric Hosmer who I actually picked as a boyfriend way back in episode 114 for, I don't remember what year that was, um, feeling optimistic about him because he had a great past with the Royals, with the, the World Series year and after, and then he was traded to, or he went to the Padres on a blockbuster deal, paying him a ton of money, and he underperformed for Padres fans. Yeah, and they, they are not... They are not at all fans of Hosmer. It's amazing. If, if Twitter is to be believed. Yes. And of course it is. Mm-hmm. Not fans of Hosmer over there in San Diego. I was trying to figure it out. I feel like I need to ask my, our Padres friends for a little bit more detail because his numbers aren't terrible, but it seems like he's fucked up at key moments yes. and been defensive about it. Yeah. And I think that's the part, that the, the defensive part that just kind of doesn't, I don't know, does, doesn't sit well with folks. Um so why, though, did the Red Sox get Eric Hosmer? Well, I was really hoping that they would get Josh Bell. They had a huge hole at first base. They did not get Josh Bell. The Padres got Josh Bell with Juan Soto. But Eric Hosmer almost fucked up that deal because he didn't want to go to the Nats because they're a rebuilding team. And part of his no-trade clause with Scott Boris was to not go to one of the many he was on the, They teams. were on the list. The Nationals were very specifically yeah. on his no-trade list. So the Red Sox sort of swooped in and saved the day for that trade in a lot of ways. Hosmer did not want to leave the Padres. And actually, he's good buddies with Blake Snell. Like I, He, uh, despite his fan not loving him, fans not loving him, he wanted to stay there. But I guess he's okay enough going to Boston. Um, on the bright side for Boston... They're not paying Eric Hosmer. San Diego's still paying Eric Hosmer. Sure. Boston gets Hosmer plus $44 million, so that's not too bad. And they get two prospects with him. Both of them are low, but they listen to our friends' Fires, Fires on the Farm podcast because they give a lot of insight to both this trade and the Nats trade. They get two young prospects one guy, Corey Rosier, was on our beloved T-Bolts, where, where Patty was. That's is. our summer collegiate team here. Yay. So he was there in 2018 and 2019. I wonder, like, you, we must have seen him in 2019. I'm sure we did. I'm sure we did. And you might know people who know him. So that's exciting. So I feel okay-ish about the Hosmer deal, maybe, because they're not paying. The, on the bright side, they didn't lose uh, J.D. Martinez or Avaldi, and not because the Red Sox were being nice, but probably they couldn't get anybody to pay enough for them that they wanted because they're not doing, they're not like currently performing to the highest of their ability. And so they're not bringing in as much as they wanted. So I don't know. So that means that Boston, the one benefit, the one little benefit Boston got was getting a first baseman. I hope he can catch the ball. I know that's been an issue, but it's got to be better than the other first baseman that we've had. And they helped this blockbuster, the big trade. Yeah, the big trade that everybody was waiting for um, and then didn't happen to the last minute, of course, is the Juan Soto trade. And, you know, I am okay with it. And I think the Nationals did it the right way. They said, 
we don't really want to lose Juan Soto, but if you want him, mm-hmm. you have to pony the hell up. And you said that. You were very clear about that. I was a couple very clear weeks about ago. that. And that is exactly what happened. Yep. The Padres said, yep, we don't want to grow a Juan Soto. We want to have a Juan Soto. So here are, are all of these guys yeah. for Juan Soto and Josh Bell. And I love both Juan Soto and Josh Bell very much, and I will miss them. But the Nationals have not. They've been flailing. Mm-hmm. They've been flailing. So Oh, yeah. They, I mean, they're at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. So they should sell. And you know what? Yeah. If you're going to rebuild, get serious about it. Mm-hmm. And this into you know, this crop of prospects that the Nationals got, I think, are it's going to work out. I think and, that's the right thing. And like you said, at least the Nationals were clear from the start about what their plan was and what they needed for this to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a heartbreak. It's it's a heartbreak, but it makes sense. Um, you know, my, my whole thing is and losing Josh Bell for me. I mean, I have this like special affinity with him because of his whole social justice thing and yep. all of that. I mean, like Juan, I love he's he's he is definitely like he's unique. He's amazing. He's a superstar. Josh is kind of like near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm hoping that um, he uh, that the two Joshes that the Padres pick up are kind of a wash, social justice-wise, because hmm. Josh Hader is kind of appalling, yeah. and um, and Josh Bell is freaking amazing as a human and okay. how he looks at the world around him. And so maybe that'll even things out a little bit. So uh, I Josh Wash. Josh Wash. And so I, I'm really happy for the – I think those – both of those guys are going to be really yeah. good fits yes. on on the Padres. I think it makes sense character-wise. It makes sense in a lot of ways, yeah. personality-wise and all of that stuff. So I'm happy about that. You know, I'm sad that, you know, my hometown team here couldn't get it together, but they couldn't get it together. Yeah, and the, the, the big sadness is at the beginning of the season when oh. everything was bright and shiny and on the very and coming day. coming up, cherry blossom. Yeah, the very day that the, the City Connect jerseys were announced, we went down there and you got Bella and I got Soto and it just feels like, oh, our jerseys are both going out together. Well, we're going to go out together in our jerseys because yeah. I, that's that's still a special jersey to me yeah. and all of that. And when we go to San Diego, I'm going to wear my my jersey. This is the one instance, and I, I think I'm just not a good enough seamstress to pull it out, but you know those divided, like when people chop their jersey in half and sew them together? Yeah. This one, I wouldn't be too, I, I think it would look kind of cool. But what, I, what, what not, would the other half be? To, to, chop, to get a Soto City Connect from San Diego and yeah. chop it and make two jerseys that are half and half with my Excellent. City Connect one. That's clever. But I don't know if I have the guts. I mean, or I have the, a selling machine, but that's 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 risky. That's is. seriously risky. It is totally risky. But yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, I would say once again though, check out our friends Friars on the Farm because the four prospects are fascinating. Mackenzie Gore is almost ready. For the big time, it seems like he's going to be an ace pitcher. James Wood, they actually interviewed for half an hour, and it's lovely. Very nice guy from Maryland. Um, Robert Hassel III and C.J. Abrams, plus they get Luke Voigt. So, yeah. It's not it's, terrible. It's not it terrible. Is, yeah. The, the one criticism that, that we heard from some, some friends and that I do understand is if the Nats were going to sell out this big, why didn't they sell more? Why didn't they shop Nelson Cruz? I think the answer to that is nobody wants Nelson Cruz. I love Nelson Cruz. I think I think this is his last year. I, th- but, I think that, you know, the, the rental price on him was right. probably pretty high for, you know, two months. Yep. And then Patrick Corbin, I think, again, they probably couldn't get He's much tanking. for him. He's tanking. Yeah. I feel terrible about that, but he is. So 
I don't think the Nats could have done much more. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, like I said, I'm pretty zen about where they You're ended so up. You're um, so good. I, I, it's just, it is what it is. Um, so I, I think my household is becoming Mariners fans. I like that. I like the Mariners. So last week I talked about how the how the Mariners picked up um, Luis Castillo from the Reds. Great Qhar, um, great, great Qhar, and an ace. And mm-hmm. so that's pretty fantastic. That was like the one of the biggest moves prior to like the last day of the deadline was was that pickup. And I'd already mentioned last week how they already have some of my favorite former Reds on there. Um, they also just picked up my uh, my Giants boyfriend, um, catcher Kurt Casale, oh, who has wow. been on the injured list for a while. So they picked him up while he's still on the injured list. And I think they're going to like give him a, I think they're going to send him to the minors to start out with. Um, so I didn't actually notice right away because he wasn't active on my list anyhow. But that means that Joey Bart, my last year's Giants boyfriend, is back. And like he started out as the like the primary mm-hmm. catcher, and they sent him down really fast to AAA because he just wasn't doing it. He's back now because he has to be back because um, Kurt is gone. And his last three games have been multi-hit games. Oh, how cool. So I think this is going to be good for Joey. I think this, whatever whatever the situation was the past couple months worked for him. And hopefully, you know, knock on wood, my little reading glasses have wood on them. Um, it really hurts when I knock on my reading <laughs> glasses. This but before. this might be good for Joey. So there's that. Um, and the other... The free agency pickup that the Mariners had was they got a new team dog. He's so cute. He's very cute. So Tucker, they adopted from um, a, a rescue shelter Aww. nearby. And um, uh, uh, Scott Service, the, uh, the the manager of the Mariners, I guess he and his wife had volunteered there in the past. And so um, they had they had the hookup, and now the team has um, Tucker. So that, that was their free thing. agency pickup. Um other hometown team, the Orioles, I'm pretty excited about. So first there was heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Saying goodbye to Trey Mancini. I, I'm so sad. <laughs> and also that was very much an emotional sad, but not a. it's not going to affect the health of the team. Mm-hmm. Sad. And I think part of this was proven. He went to the Astros, and he's been hitting home runs. You know why? Astros is a hitter's park, and Trey Mancini, much as I love him, could not get the damn ball over the Great Wall of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. He could not hit it out of the park that way. And now his now he's it, this is perfect. This yeah. is perfect for him. It's heartbreaking because this you know he was an O for life for his whole you know his whole career until now. And you know sorry to see him go and all that, but it's not actually hurting the O's. The one that um actually made I was questioning was um their closer Jorge Lopez went to the Twins, but I think they're going to try to get him back. Um, for next season. I think mm. they really see this as a rental. Um, but the bullpen is pretty good. But this is my big happy is that Brett Phillips, who is one of my favorite guys in mm. baseball. Such a good guy. He was part of this tre- three-team trade that sent Mancini to the Astros. We got Brett Phillips from the Rays. Um, and part of his couple things about his boyfriend cred, even though we still haven't picked him as a boyfriend. I see it in the horizon. Yeah, well, but then I have to give up Adley, so I don't know. Oh. You can pick him. But <laughs> All right, all right. But um, so speaking of Adley, Adley's got number 35, which has been Brett Phillips' number. Oh. So Brett couldn't get number 35. So those of you who are old enough to get this joke, Brett Phillips picked 66. So his jersey says 
Phillips 66 on it because what is he? He's a high octane player. Yes, he is. So I love all that. So there was an article in the Tampa Bay newspaper about how the Rays have to rework all of their celebrations because Brett Phillips is that guy. He's the central guy in the dugout, in the clubhouse to bring everybody together and make sure everybody's having a good time. Like he was the one who led the home run celebration. He would DJ the, you know, hey, here's how we did. You know, we had a great game, you know, thing. And now they're kind of having to like find substitutes for all that. The other thing, the other sad part of his move here, um, several weeks ago, we talked about his relationship with a little girl named um, Chloe Grimes, yeah. who is a cancer survivor, um, who they had like they traded um, gifts and like she would draw pictures for him and they'd meet up before the game and all of that. And she was heartbroken when, of course, he got traded. He surprised her, went to her house before he moved to Baltimore. The two of them together had designed a baseball glove, so he had it made and gave it to her. That's amazing. That is so above and beyond. And her mom posted a a photo of her with the glove and and with Brett. And her quote is, he's a selfless man whose compassion and heart of gold is bigger than baseball. And yeah, so you 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 bring me your Brett Phillips. I will take him any day of yeah. the week. And you know, sorry to see Trey go, but I'm you know this is a return. I'm okay. Um, and other interviews with him have been like all about how much how much excitement he has and how much enthusiasm he has and how important that kind of attitude is to a clubhouse and to a dugout. And he was asked what the reception has been by the by the team for him coming in, and he said. He's going to reference Joey Kreebel here, who's a, a reliever on the Orioles. Oh, okay. He says, awesome, unbelievable. Obviously, Joey Kreebel is one of my best friends. He Aww. was in my wedding. Wow. We went to the same high school. I picked his brain about every guy in here, and it's been great reviews on everyone. Very encouraging. A clubhouse of good character guys is half the battle. That is such an amazing statement, like character, to focus on good character and having fun. And if you ever watch an O's game, whenever an Oriole gets on base, whenever they have a hit, um, mm-hmm. they turn and look at the dugout and they, they put their, you know, they bring their hands to their eyes like they're wearing gla- like binoculars. It's like some Call of Duty thing, but they all do it whenever they get on base safely. Look at the, at the dugout. So his first at bat, he hits safely, hits a double, and he doesn't stay there and take off his like, you know, his protective gear. He starts running back to the first base <laughs> coach to take it all off, and. <laughs> Um, Rugnet Odor is like waving to him from the dugout, like waving his arms around. All the guys are jumping around waving. And he's like, yes, I know. Like he's holding up the, the, the hand to wait a second. And he gets all the stuff out. And then he does the, the Call of Duty thing and they all just crack up. And everybody in the dugout is looking at him and they're all doing the same binoculars thing. And it's like, okay, yeah, I know. I'm here. They look so cute. That's a great picture of the three, like with the little eye, the, the hands around the eyes. They're but so cute. You can just tell us like, yeah, I know. I want to belong with you guys. I know, I know the thing to do. It's great. And so he's been playing left field and the commentators have said, yeah, pretty Pretty much the left field seats are now the Brett Phillips fan and club. And we need to get some left field seats. I want to go hang out and watch Brett Phillips Can as close as possible. I just tell you that all of a sudden the outfield seats are actual prices again. Remember huh. how we were going for like all these super yeah. deals? They're like $33 instead of, you know, 20 bucks. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. like actual baseball bunny money? Okay. I just think that he and Adley are such a good energy. And when I thought about that and looked at them – they look alike. Like they look a lot alike. Like <laughs> separated at birth, kind yeah. of alike. And they're and Adley's the hugger, right? So I just feel like there's going to be some major hugging going around or something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I pretty much think think that there is actually when they won yesterday. Brett Phillips is running in. I'm like, is he trying to get one. to the pitcher because he thinks he needs to hug him too, or is, there, <laughs> is that just Adley? It's okay. It's all right. 
one my, and they're and they're just gonna continue on top of the Red Sox because the Red Sox are they are crumbling. Like I feel like their soul has been broken. They're losing Aww. at least before we started recording, they were losing again to the Royals. I just I am so sad. I'm still wearing my Red Sox hat and my Red Sox earring, but we would welcome you fuck. to the Orioles bandwagon if you'd like to join us. So one thing I picked up from listening to Friars on the Farm is that um, Donovan and Liddy have a breakup team every year. So where they used to when the Padres sucked, it got to the point where like the Padres were hopeless and they would like quote break up with them for the rest yeah. of the year and pick another team and it was called their breakup team. So I uh, love that. And so I feel like I need a breakup team or two this I'm gonna year. I'm going to nominate the Orioles because <laughs> I think you appreciate fun in baseball. Yeah. And I think that's something you might be able to grab onto is like they're having such a good time. You would even say words like adorable yeah. when it's you just, watch them. It's just so close to pain. It's, it's a little well, too – I think I need someone in a different division. I think I need another division. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, well, hey. Here's so, someone. Here's someone. Actually, but I can't. I mean, because of, of Padres uh, friends and Giants friends, I don't think I could ever pick the Dodgers as my breakup team. Can I interrupt your Dodgers but, thing by telling sure. you about this photo that I saw um, on the Twitter about a newborn baby wearing a onesie that said, I just got here and I already hate the Dodgers? <laughs> Can I open this other cocktail? Oh, please do. Please, okay, tell please, us, about, tell us please about the Dodgers. Pour the cocktail while I talk about the Dodgers. So I'm not going to talk too much in detail about either the Yankees or the Dodgers, who both did pretty well at the trade deadline. And all I can say is, fucking, I bet the Padres better beat the Yankees when it comes down to it, or the Astros better beat the Yankees. Either one of those situations or both of those situations is a good thing. But Joey Gallo was my baseball boyfriend when he was with the Rangers, and he Joey Gallo is an interesting player because he does not do well on average, but he was doing a lot of power hitting. He was doing, you know, that's the thing now, right? Hitting the homers, but he's never been great on average, and. Being in New York is hard. Yeah. And Yankees fans are hard. Yeah. And and Red Sox fans are hard too. And I hate it when, you know, I hate seeing like Red Sox fan asshole stuff. That just breaks my little heart. But, you know, of course I'm going to magnify the New York fan asshole stuff, which is what they did to Joey Gallo. And like we have said many, many times on this show, if you do not like what is happening with your player, if your player is not doing well on your team, booing them is not going to make it better. You know, they know they suck. They're struggling. The last thing they need is for you to come down to them, on them, all the time. And that is what happened with Joey Gallo, who's batting way under the Mendoza line when he was with New York, and he just couldn't get it together. But he got such shit all the time. He There's a, an article, a, an interview that he did with one of the New Jersey newspapers that we'll link where he literally said, I don't go out on the streets in New York. I don't want to show my face around here. And and he said that when he, they played other teams, that pretty much every team we play, players from that team reached out to me and said, hey, bro, keep your head up. Don't listen to them. So just that kind of like, you know, if you're doing well, if you're Aaron Judge on your streak, they're going to be behind you. But Joey Gallo got a lot of shit there. So he got traded for a prospect pitcher, and I think that both sides are winning from that. And I know he hit in his first game. I'm hoping that he does well with the Dodgers. The Dodgers had some really good supportive statements, like we're going to change the frame out here and we're going to support him. So Dodgers fans, please embrace Joey Gallo, although he does need to learn how to hit besides just swinging for the, for the fences. 
Um, another former, uh, this, this guy had a baseball boyfriend when he was on the Yankees, Didi Gregorius. He went to the Phillies from the Yankees, was DFA'd. And that is sad because he was actually very good when he was on the Yankees and when he first got to the Phillies. He's had a shit year. And I feel like, like the bottom line here is it doesn't matter how good you once were. If you're not currently doing really well, you're in trouble. And so yeah. Didi Gregorius had to make room for your former boyfriend, um, Segura. And I always say, is it Jean? It's not. It's John. John? I think it's Jean. It's Jean. Jean Segura. Okay. I just thought there was a pronunciation thing that I fucked up with him. Anyway, uh, so Didi's out. And that's and that's super sad. The, the connection there also is Jackie Bradley Jr. I mean, he was uh, MVP of the ACLS in 2018 when the Red Sox went to the World Series. And now he's out. Like, you know, it's you got to enjoy your moments of fame. My one little consolation, I know the Yankees really did well on trades overall at the deadline, but they did get rid of Jordan Montgomery, who is the pitcher that I saw lose to the Red Sox, so I very much appreciate him. And <laughs> the nice thing that he did was he won for his first game with the Cardinals against the Yankees that he pitched five scoreless innings against his old team, and the Cardinals won one to nothing. I can hear the neener, neener, yeah, neener. Yeah, big from neeners. Here. So, so many neeners. Okay, so you mentioned um, Didi getting DFA'd, so that's mm-hmm. not really a trade thing. And I've got another one of those. We've got a couple more mm-hmm. non-trade changes, which is interesting because I think we're all feeling like they're all swooped up together because yeah. all the things that happen that are different are all like the same week. But another thing that was a non-trade change was with um, the Guardians, um, your boyfriend, Fran, Fran Mel Reyes, got DFA'd. Aw, Franimal. Um, so what happens when a player gets DFA'd is – other teams get a chance to pick them up. And if they don't, then the original team, the DFA, them can usually assign them to minor league, um, to, to a minor league team if they want to, or the player right. can decide to become a free agent. Yeah. So it doesn't mean you're never playing baseball again, because, mm-hmm. you know, we've got people all, all the time that are getting picked up from, well, Brett Phillips actually had been DFA'd from, um, initially, from hmm. the Rays. Right. And then, um, then the O's picked him up. So... Yeah, so a lot of this has been happening. And my current boyfriend, uh, you know, he went downhill quickly with the Guardians, Bobby Bradley. So Fran Mill and Bobby Bradley were back-to-back in the lineup on opening day. And uh, all, you know, and we were hopeful. And yeah, Fran Mill was just in a rut. Yeah. He kind of came back a little out of shape from, from I wanted to call it spring break, from, yeah. from the offseason. <laughs> and Bobby Bradley got sent down to AAA pretty fast. Um, and he was just released, straight up released from AAA. Um, I guess I think he's um, a free agent now or going to be a free agent. So they, there was no, like, no place for him. They have all these up-and-coming guys that are terrific. So they got rid of the guys who weren't living up to expectations. So that's disappointing for both of those guys, but it's probably the right thing for the team. Um, other former boyfriend, Tim Anderson, one of my favorite former boyfriends of the White Sox, guy. Um, leads the police blotter this week. Um, he had initially received a three-game suspension for contact with an umpire. So basically when um, when the White Sox were playing the A's back on June, uh, July 20, yeah, July 29th, um, yeah, I, that was wrong, it was July 29th, they bonked heads, basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was like fair. his batting helmet and the umpire's baseball cap touched, and therefore it's um, contact. Yeah, it was like the brim. It was like the brims of their hats yeah. hit because he was, he was getting right a little close. He'd he was already, in his face. Yeah. He'd already been tossed. 
He'd already been tossed and got in his face arguing the strike zone, basically. Yeah. And so he, Not a good he idea. appealed that and got his three-game suspension down to two games, which he's currently serving. Um, one of the things that I read said, well, he's, his bat's not great right now. He's kind of in a slump, so maybe a few days off. So you know who I blame for this, because I love throwing blame at people we don't like, is Tony La Russa. Yeah. Should have gotten in there before he got that close. He yes. should he should have noted that Tim Anderson was getting getting riled, and that's when the manager comes in and gets the batter the fuck away from the umpire before something happens. And he did not until the until after the fact. You know what I think happened? I think he's old and he was falling asleep. Right. Because you know, <laughs> because he is the guy that would do that because that's old school baseball. Yeah. That it's exactly how he should have behaved and would have behaved, but I think his reaction time is a lot slower now. I think he should enjoy a retirement. Right. Or he's not defending guys who are a little bit, you know, on the bat flip and showing their stuff and read into that the way you want to for an old white guy. Yeah. So I've got a little bit to catch up on. So here's some, you know, just some random long listed happy news. I'll try to get through quickly on international baseball because I wasn't around last week and there's lots of baseball happening in places that are not MLB. Women are, are featured prominently in this international baseball rundown. First of all, our good old Women's Team USA that we've been following because they did the whole development pro- uh, program, whittled it down to the top 20. They played Canada in a friendly series and they took three games to two. In their team of 20, there were only eight new additions and of those eight, only one hadn't participated in the development program. So moral of the story is get women in that development program because it's going to lead into good places. So yay to the U.S. women. There are more women playing baseball very recently. Just yesterday, the Women's Baseball European Championship ended. So that was August 3 to 6. And there were four countries participating there. Uh, France got first place, Czechoslovakia. Czech Republic. I always fuck this up. Czech Republic. (laughs) God, no more. I I like the way you checked yourself there. Oh my god! I feel the need to say we oh have not god. gotten into anything provided by Big Poppy. We this have not. But the rye drinks. The rye drinks are yeah. good. The rye drinks are very good. Um, so Czech Republic, number two. Netherlands, number three. Great, Great Britain is the, the one who had been left out of the medal situation. But it was their first time playing, and they actually won their first game. So power to them, and power to all these women in Europe playing baseball. Far out. Little kids play baseball, too. The 12 and under Baseball World Cup just finished in the wee hours this morning in Taiwan. There were 11 teams, and it was actually supposed to happen last year. So this is going to happen again next year. These little guys, power to them for all over the world, going to Taiwan. You could have followed it on game time. They actually have the, the inside on all of this international baseball that's sponsored by the World Baseball and Softball commission i think the c is for commission i think it's commission yeah yeah um they've got various pricing situations but it's you know if you want to see some good international baseball give it a try the united states first place over venezuela in the final game today third place was taiwan home country interesting note though italy I believe was the only country that had girls on the team. Now, I went through all the rosters. I couldn't find an actual article that talked about any other girls. I am not really good with the Asian names. So Korea, Japan, Taiwan, 
I no, I can't say 100%, but Italy had two girls on the team, and the first starting pitcher, as a female starting pitcher, was from Italy, Sabrina Botazzi. And they've actually had three girls in the past, and the article, I, I hope I linked it, was interesting because it interviewed Sabrina and the coach, and they basically said, yes, this is great, but at 16, girls can't play baseball in Italy. Like, they just can't. They go, they go to softball. Wow. Yeah. There, so there's no teams. There's no right. nowhere to go with that. So huh. things need to change everywhere, but power to Italy for bringing some, some girls to this competition. There is going to be Women's Baseball World Cup coming next year, so there's some qualifier situation going on. Stay tuned. Uh, next week, yeah, August 20, 12th to 20th in Venezuela, Cuba, Nicaragua, Mexico, Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic are all going to be participating in this qualifier, and the top four get to advance to the group stage of the Women's Baseball World Cup that is going to be happening next year, in which there will be, along with the United States, four teams from Asia, one from Europe, one from Oceania, and two wild cards. So I am looking forward to following that next year because the aforementioned, uh, you know, there's got to be a place for Canada too. I know that U.S. and Canada are both in there. I'm not quite sure if there are they have to be the wild card or if we're just leaving out the Americas in this list that I just gave. But not only women are playing next year on the international stage. I can't wait for the for the World Baseball Cup, the the international men's yes cup where MLB players can play for their native countries. This is a classic, right? The World Baseball That's Classic. It. I was like, "See, see what is that C4? I'm in my second drink World Baseball Classic." That's it. And indeed, Mike Trout will be Captain America. It's already being branded. He's going to captain the team. There's going to be a t-shirt. It'll be a whole thing. But Mike Trout is in. Trevor Story is in. Nolan Arenado is in. And I don't know who else. I don't know who's going to be playing on the other teams. But it's going to be like a a reveal. I think I'm going to have a lot of reveals going on between now and whenever the World Baseball Cup, Cup, Happens. Classic. 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 Not cup. Come Classic. Not cup. World baseball classic. Oh, shit. You're All having right. a day. I, yeah, I got to take ride. better notes. It's, well, or have less ride. Blame it on, it on the ride. ride. Blame it on the ride. <laughs> Instead of blaming it on Big Poppy. I, I, I am not leaving your house for a while. I'm sorry. I meant to go after That's we're done, but I'm not. Totally fine. We've got whole, whole bunches of loads of time. The last <laughs> thing I'm going to say, the last thing, I swear to God. For international I baseball, it. I just want to take advantage of the ability to say Answategi again because whenever can I can, say it. whenever I can, Wait, you say, say classic, but you can say Answategi. <laughs> yes, did I say yes, right? yes, you did. Yeah, thank you. Blame it on the ride. Blame it Blame on the, the ride. ride. Yep. So Luis Chacha Garcia, this is like my favorite Astros pitcher who does the little cha-cha with his windup. I love watching him pitch. I am going to love watching him pitch in the Venezuelan league. He is Venezuelan, but he has not played in the Venezuelan league until now. Hmm. But he apparently the Astros are cool with this because he just signed with the Caribes de Anzuategui for this winter. So stay tuned with us and we will help you watch baseball year round. Your international stories are so much happier than mine, which I guess is only fair because my trade stories were much happier than yours. But this is like some serious stuff. It sucks. But I think I think it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, We have talked before about um, WNBA star Brittany Griner, who plays for 
a Russian basketball team in the off season and how she was arrested go, flying into Russia in February because she had in her luggage vape cartridges, cartridges with less than one gram of cannabis oil. And less than one gram. Can I tell you that is less than one big poppy blunt because each big poppy blunt is one gram and they come in three packs. Next time you go to Russia, <laughs> leave the Do big poppy. bring big poppy with you. Yeah, yeah. Oh my um, God. Yeah. So according to Russian law, that is a substantial amount of an illegal That's substance. That's ridiculous. Um, it is, in fact, their law though. So, so this is where... It gets very complicated. Yeah. Like we're waving our arms around saying it's just weed. It's a little bit of cannabis oil. It's not going to what, but it is their law yeah. at the same time. And also Russia is blowing this up into an international incident mm -hmm. because they have other ideas in mind. So yep. Brittany uh, pled guilty because she did in fact have that. That mm -hmm. was not something you one could argue. And she was hoping for leniency if she said, yep, I sure did. I did, I'm sorry, I should have known better. It was inadvertent, you know, mm -hmm. it's just this tiny little bit to the rest of, you know, for, in, in, in my home, it would have been like, eh, it's a little bit of, yeah. So right. on Thursday, she was sentenced to nine and a half years in prison, possibly a Russian penal col colony, which, is as bad as it sounds. It's like, you know, a labor camp. Um, it, but it's, okay, so the, I'm saying but because of perspective, not because I think it's a good idea, right? So just, mm -hmm. I, I want to be clear about that. Um, the perspective is that's not unusual for a Russian drug sentence. That's kind of about what anybody would get for being caught with that amount of an illegal substance. So that so the sentence itself is outrageous to us because right. we have a different perspective and different laws um, and are so much more reasonable. Yeah. But that's not all that out of line. So my question is, it, with with Russian system, do you know? I like I'm asking. I'm an expert here. If you're, on the, on, <laughs> you're a on, Russian on, judge. Just 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 yeah. say it convincingly. Does nine and a half years mean nine and a half years? Because here in the United States, nine and a half years could mean depending on you know a year and a half with good behavior. Right. 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 So I, I don't think so. I think it means like possible hard labor That's for nine years. Shitty. So there are two things that are happening right now. Um, she is appealing through the judicial system, mm -hmm. and also the Biden administration is working on a deal which they have been working on before, and we had mentioned it in past yep. episodes. Now, one thing that uh, Washington Post had several articles on this, and one thing they pointed out was. They really did have to get to the sentencing piece before they could complete the deal. Because, like, was she going to be found guilty or not? Because if not, there's no deal to be had. She was free mm -hmm. to go, right? So they couldn't actually proceed with making some sort of swap, like a like a prisoner swap, which is something that we've talked about before. Um, Biden's statement is strong. So there's two things going on. So there's the, the appeal, legal appeal, plus the Biden administration working on the deal. So, so Joe Biden says, Russia is wrongfully detaining Brittany. It's unacceptable. And I call on Russia to release her immediately so she can be with her wife, loved ones, friends, and teammates. Um, and he vows to work tirelessly and pursue every possible avenue to free Griner and also Paul Whelan, who is someone else who is being held He's been there a while. He's been there a while. Right. So he has also be, being wrongfully detained. Um, so I am hopeful that they just had to get to this point and now a deal can be right. made. I don't know that for sure. Um, it, this is horrible. This yeah. is horrible because either she's going to be serving this horrible, scary sentence in this under these awful conditions like 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 really like scary movie bad conditions 
or we're going to have to like send Russia like some arms dealer yep. some it's nothing is good about this but one can still be hopeful that Britney's going to get out I sure hope so. I mean, the the reaction on Twitter from and everybody in the WNBA has been just you know shock, dis, dismay, distress, and full support for her because it's ridiculous. And and Brittany has talked about like where she plays in Russia is a second home. She's played there for years. Wow. Talks about how a lot of little girls like hang around outside to talk to her after games. She's a role model for these little girls who want to become athletes. And yeah, so, so so she felt so comfortable right. there, which may be why she slipped up, you know, maybe why right. she was not paying the kind of attention that she should. I don't know. Um, so I. Right. But it's not nine and a half years worth of a mistake. I was talking to somebody not, the other day who said, not. well, it was really stupid of her. And it's like, you know, it, it was a small slip. It wasn't a huge stupid. It was an oops. And it's not a nine and a half years in Russian detention oops. Yeah. And, you know, she you know says in the United States, I use this for pain control. Yeah. See, look at Big Poppy. Take it, or, take right. it or leave it at that. But you know, here it would be like, oh yeah, you shouldn't have done that. You know, right? And move on. It's yeah, yep. So there's that. Um, on a happier note, for some of us, the, <laughs> not the, me. I'm gonna keep drinking. The, the fantasy team. Okay, so I've been asked, what are the trade deadline ramifications for our um, our teams? Because our stupid, stupid rules include only one player from any team. And if your players got moved to other teams, what if you now have two players from a particular team yeah. on your lineup? I will tell you that I am probably not going to go through everyone's lineup to oh, look for Oh, you're saying this. that out loud. I'm saying that out loud. So folks, but this I is may, our fantasy league. This I is may, our NCIB fantasy league. I may spot check. So I'm gonna I'm gonna oh. put a little bit of fear of God in you that that the commissioner could be like you know if I've got extra time at lunch who knows I may come look <laughs> at your lineup and it it really and it's not gonna be huge it's gonna be like maybe you've got to swap one guy out you know because it yeah okay so um, I don't I don't think I'm actually affected because most of my guys are <laughs> have either been DFA or they're on the IL so mine. Like, the puzzle came together. Like, it, it's a remarkable. My, I had a lot of guys traded. They went to where I wasn't, and I just ended up. Yeah. But I'm in the basement anyway, so it doesn't fucking yeah. matter. Nobody's going to spot check me. Yeah. So let's start from the basement. All right. So that's me. in the basement. Way, and, way um, down there. You know, so in 11th place. And in 10th place, we've got defense, good, offense, meh. Followed by the kids in the ninth position and me in eighth. That's been kind of solid for a while, I feel. Um, Karen's injured team is number seven. Our West Coast correspondent, Deborah F's team, is number six. Super depressed Ace fan is number five. Uh-huh. Um, iZombies for Adults comes in at number four. And then the top three are Leftovers in number three. Spicy Susie's Hot Mess Express, number two. And taking a kind of commanding lead, Bo knows boyfriends. Bo is really knowledgeable about boyfriends at this point. He is solid and I don't see By like him. 20 points yeah almost 20 points he hasn't yeah. had to move a lot I need to look at his lineup and see what's happening well maybe that's where I start my spot checks ah, or maybe my spot checks are people that I'm closer Bo. to because I want to like you know jump the line a little bit yeah but yeah hey are you gonna do any baseball this week like you know games or? oh nothing I have so I don't know I need to get some baseball in my future we need to talk because yeah. I don't have anything going on and the the Red Sox are coming to Camden Yard 
But you don't like them anymore. And I don't like the. I don't. I just. I don't. <laughs> Look at the outfield. I. I don't know what I want to do. I don't think I want to see them lose to the Orioles in person. I'll just watch from a distance. So yeah. we got to find something. I want to see the Nats. I really do. Yeah. Because okay. So the Nats now have nine dollar tickets, and apparently okay. they they made the mistake of advertising nine dollar tickets, including the upcoming series with the Padres. Oh, so I think maybe we should we should look at when that's going to be. But um, so Junior Potty Mouth and I are talking about going to an O's game Tuesday or Wednesday when oh. um, the Blue Jays are in town. So maybe we'll talk. Maybe we'll talk. We'll see if we want to invite you know any Potty Mouths to come with us. But yeah, so that could happen. I'm hoping it'll happen. And I am very amused that all of a sudden you have to pay real baseball prices to go to an O's game now because <laughs> things are happening. They won five in a row. They lost today, sadly, but they won five in a row prior to that. So oh my gosh, the O's are fun. The O's yeah. are fun, and sometimes they're good. Um, wow. Okay, we need to go to some games. Let's go to some yeah. games. If um, out there, our favorite listener people, if you are not going to games, you should go to games. But if you're not, please feel free to spend your baseball time listening to some past episodes. Mm-hmm. If you have friends or family you think would like to hear us talk about baseball, please let them know about us. We're always happy to chat with you on social media. And by we, I mean Potty Mouth. And, and I am. I welcome you with open arms. Any criticism, definitely feedback, corrections department. Bring it to us on Twitter at NCIB Podcast, Facebook and Instagram. It's no crying in b-ball. If you want to throw money at us, because we enjoy that to keep this podcast going in the high the quality. Money. Oh, right, sure. To the high standards to which you have become accustomed. Check us out on Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash no crying in b-ball. I did that. Oh, my God. You did God. that. We have to be able to afford more of these rye canned <laughs> yeah, cocktails. So please, absolutely. please, that's what the Patreon, now the Patreon goes to pay for no, hosting it goes and to stuff. The, no. Does it? Yeah. It, it goes, goes to, to buy the, the booze? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that that makes everything better. <laughs> no, no. So and please feel free to do that. Yeah, for sure. And hey, um, we didn't actually hear from anybody about clubby nicknames for me. So if oh. you have those, that, that can go to social media as well. Um, please refer to last week's episode and... 30 pairs of baseball pants soaking in OxyClean on my deck for that. They're done now. I was going to say, they're mostly clean. They're mostly clean. I went through a lot of OxyClean. Oh, oh my. I went through a lot of OxyClean. I don't think it works like it used to. But anyway, until next week, make sure you get your um, your second booster. Please um, fight the man. It's the right thing to do. Send your game balls to Meredith and say goodnight, potty mouth. Goodnight, potty mouth. It's inspired by Baltimore's most creative mixology minds. All right. Well, it's Baltimore specific. I like that. Yeah. A handcrafted cocktail for wherever the day takes you.